This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Regulators. You regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steel if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators! Mount up. It was a clear black. Hey, Eli. Uh, are we good now? Dan, we're kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> we're almost good. I am. I am excited. I'm like this is this is probably as excited as I've been for a, a Lakers pod in some time. There's just all this cool stuff going on. I love trade deadline week, even if it turns out to be a total like wet fart of a deadline. But <laughs> I've, I'm just geeked up. Welcome to Ball in Ball Out, the official Lakers podcast of Hoop Ball. I'm Hoop Dan Ball. Vesperus, and the man, the traveling man. Uh, is back. He's in Los I'm Angeles again. E. That's uh, traveling man. Is that uh, ah shoot? Who is which sixties artist was that? Almond Brothers. I gotta look this one up. I think it's Almond Brothers. You might be right. Uh, so oh, no, sorry. That's I don't I don't know what song that's. Traveling. Yes. Man. Anyway, let's get let's I'll go Google go it. Lakers. Yeah, I'll, I'll Google it. We'll figure this thing out at some point. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad 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 start to the show. Oh, Ricky Nelson. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Nelson. Not to be confused with Rambling Man. Yes, that was the Almond Brothers. I like that one. There we go. Me too. Uh, so you were at last night's game, which I was. That's fun. I kind of want to start there because you were you got back from uh, Paris and you got back from parts of Italy, and then you immediately turned around and went to Minnesota to work on the Super Bowl coverage, and yep. you're back. And to celebrate your return to normalcy, you went to go watch a Lakers Suns game. What was that like? Normal? Well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there is a such thing as normal at this point. Um, it was super fun. Shout out to our friends Rick and uh, Kelly for getting us the tickets and sitting with us. They had those those seats that are right by the Lakers tunnel. So basically, most of my night was was feeling like a five year old giving all of the Lakers high fives as they came in and out. It was like literally me and like eight year old boys. And I would, I would say that my excitement was about even with theirs. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like super giddy and I, I was joking with, uh, our friends after that. It's funny to be so excited to like high five a player. And then also realize that those players are about almost half my age at this point. Like I'm almost twice as old as Lonzo, and I was so pumped to like shake his hand twice. Yeah, we um we also I mean the Lakers are the Lakers the youngest team in the league. We're either the youngest we or are. second youngest, right? Yeah, we're but barely. I think actually I forget who's second. I remember I just looked this up. I think it actually might be Phoenix. Phoenix or Boston. Boston is oddly young, and then they're like young. Yeah, and good. Boston is the the one annoying. T- <laughs> the one team that's like not bad that's yeah. on that list. Uh, Otherwise, it's like us and the Nets or something. But that's, a, I mean, I only brought that up because, yeah, they are like a little more than half of our age. 
this, let me tell you another, particularly you another takeaway from last game <laughs> besides last t- game besides phoenix, touching phoenix sucks man they really have a garbage roster i mean i know they were without devin booker so that's a huge asterisk you mean this, high, high school movie villain devin booker <laughs> yeah cobra kai like reject <laughs> devin booker uh who I was actually kind of sad that I didn't get to see because yeah, he's, he's really good. fun to root against, and he's good, and he's good. But they, I mean, they were they had guys on their team that I have never heard of. Uh, some guy named Gray killed us in the first half. They have Tyson. Thank God they have Tyson Chandler because it's like the only thing that orients you into knowing that you're watching an NBA team. Because <laughs> he's like he's older than us, I think, right, or about our age. I think he's almost exactly our class because he was he was like at Compton Dominguez when we were at Oakwood, <laughs> which is like really a tale of two high schools. Yeah, a little uh, different. But yeah, no. I back to your kind of initial question is, I do think we're good, and I think what's exciting about the way the week is going, and we'll get more into this because I want to hear your thoughts on it is. I'm excited to watch this team get better. Like, I think that there's enough raw material here that we don't need to be desperately searching outside of here in order to have, like, a fun, good team. I think right now we're probably not going to make the playoffs, but, like, we're as good as those teams. We're, like, in the back half of the Western Conference. Are we as good as the back half? Are we as good as the Blakeless Clippers? Yeah, because that's kind of your cutoff, right? Like, and I, I yeah. actually, I actually I think, think the Jazz are going to jump those teams yeah. for the eight seed. But I think we're in that pool, though. I think that's the pool that we're swimming in. We've had <laughs> Blazers, Jazz, Nuggets pool. We're not in the pool. We've. I, I was we're actually going to say that we're like the we're like the back end of the not awful pool. Is that right? Like, we're not. We should not be lumped in the Phoenix Sacramento kiddie pool yeah we're clearly better than those teams have they had a stretch this year where the where they've gone 11 and 4 i don't think so <laughs> no though they've also not had stretches probably where they went oh and nine but yeah well okay, which is so, just a bummer that whole stretch is just a bummer because really before then and since then we've been good we've been feisty i have so many i have so many directions we could go from here because this is like this is why i'm so excited i've got i want to talk about josh hart and how awesome yes, he's been. Please. I want to talk about, uh, you mentioned the fact that this is a fun team to watch grow. I wanted to talk about the new tack that the Lakers PR department has taken with this group, <laughs> which I actually, yeah. finally, I mean, this is like, yes. y- you talked about this at great length on a podcast not long ago. Like, why on earth are you just telling everyone exactly what you're trying to do? That's how you get exploited in a negotiation. And so finally, they're, they're trying a little misdirection. And I'm okay with that. Thank God. I mean, we were doing like the reverse fight club forever. <laughs> yeah. We were like literally sitting around the poker table and being like, hey, so this is what I've got in my hand. Yeah. And this is how I'm going to play it. And <laughs> uh, so please, if you could just help me out to make sure that this hand works out the way that I'm planning, that would be great. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, finally, we're playing chess here. Uh, I like that poker analogy because in very rare instances, you're going to show everybody else that you have a good hand and they're all going to fold and you get like the little amount of chips. Totally. Right. But most of the time they're going to be like, oh, I'm going to take this idiot for all he's worth. Uh, yeah. Especially just... if you're asking them to give you the chips. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're literally going like, I would like you to put 
I have a very good hand here. I would love, love for you to put these chips of yours in <laughs> no. for me to have. Like, we weren't even playing our own hand. It's just... Yeah. yeah. So anyway. what do, what do you think of the Ramona Shelburne article that talks about the Lakers recalibrating to 2019? I think it's a ball of fluff that the team is putting out. Yeah. Okay, so you you and I agree on that then. That's, and that's this is the just good strategy. Thing. It, the, finally I actually don't know what we're doing. Like I shouldn't know what our front office has cooked up. Mhm. That's very that, well said. That that definitely means that all of the professional general managers as opposed to like a bozo like me definitely know what the lakers are up to yeah um so finally 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 it seems like the there's some kind of actual three-dimensional strategy here yes it's Uh, driving up value of players on our team instead of driving it down i don't know how well it's going to work because like is it too little too late but at least they're like hey we're comfortable playing julius randall big minutes from now until whenever because he's good, and it's not like, oh, we just gotta, we gotta get it out from under this thing. Although, I, frankly, I'd be okay if they were still like, hey, you guys want Jordan Clarkson? We're gonna trade Jordan Clarkson. Totally. And if they, honestly, I'd be bummed to see Julius go, but I'd be okay with that scenario too. I just, at least, I would know that it should come out of nowhere. It should blindside right, us right, exactly. And and you know, I think one thing that is true is that I think what happened during that zero and nine stretch this season was that. Basically, it got in certain players' heads that they could be moving at any point and were, like, literally being talked about. I think, like, quotes were, like, they're dispensable. Like, literally, like, those were quotes leaking out of our front office. So it's like, I mean, I'm sorry. I know these guys are highly paid, but they're still humans. And it would suck to go into work knowing that your boss was like, well, I don't really give a about this guy. (laughs) You know, like, he can come or go. And, you know, I'm just as happy to send him to Atlanta. Like that, that would be a bummer if you were coming to work under the, under those conditions. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. It's nice to feel appreciated where you are. And the Lakers finally did some smart stuff. It was a few weeks ago when they moved Julius into the starting lineup. He's performed admirably there with all of his sort of typical warts where there are stretches and God love him there. I like Julius Randle a lot because he provides kind of a unique skill set. There aren't that many Juliuses in the NBA who are just like, Six six. He's he's Charles Barkley esque, right? Because guys just bounce yeah, off bully. him. He's a bully in the best way. That's a sweet thing. There, I do think that Jordan Clarkson is sort of duplicative with other guys in the NBA, with even other guys he's on the Lakers. Uh, Josh Hart being one of them. So that's sort of my yeah. segue here. Josh Hart feels like he's doing the Jordan Clarkson thing, but he's also playing defense and rebounding, and that immediately makes him a fan and team favorite. He's been awesome since they threw him into the lineup. Three double-doubles in a row. Rebound double-doubles from a guy playing shooting guard. Yeah, and they're not like those fake pad-your-stat double-doubles. I mean, I think you can actually, going back to last night's game, you can. there was a palpable shift. Like, it's weird to say that a game changed on someone's, like, rebounding, but I think he had, like, two rebounds in the first half, and we were getting killed on the boards. Just killed in the first half. It was so annoying. If I had to watch Marquise Chris get another rebound, I was, he's another guy we need to talk about on today's podcast. Uh, Jesus. Uh, okay, uh, sorry. I was literally hoping would shoot the whole time. But anyway, then Hart got I think nine rebounds in the second half, and that shift, that defensive rebounding mindset that he brings to our team—that's the thing 
that's going to win us these games. That's what Lonzo does when he's in the ball game. That's yeah. a big thing yeah. that they needed when he went out because Tyler Ennis ain't grabbing those rebounds. Oh God, Tyler Ennis. Even the great I'll Caruso. Marquise Chris for Tyler Ennis. Uh, yeah, he would you? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, so one thing to mention about last night's game as a. Uh, a former degenerate gambler to a future degenerate gambler. Thank you. The first game home off a two-week road trip, generally pretty sluggish early. You yeah. Could, you probably were yeah. feeling it. Just You didn't go where the Lakers went, but you were sort of a first game <laughs> back home too. That's true. That's true. I was dragging. Uh, so the Marquise Chris thing, I guess we can go there next. We heard rumors earlier this morning, actually, that the Lakers were interested in Marquise Chris. Who's interested in Marquise Chris? So I, I like this, actually. You and I are going to disagree on this one, which is fun, because I like disagreeing on podcasts. It's more interesting. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, well, you probably watch more Phoenix basketball than I do. My it, my understanding of them is just watching them play the Lakers, which he's always sucked. Yeah, they are. Sorry, Suns fans, if there's two of you listening to this podcast. That is a garbage organization. They've done yeah. everything wrong, basically, since Steve Nash left. Just like everything. They got nothing yeah. for Isaiah Thomas. The team after them ended up oh, getting right. Kyrie Irving. They got Kyrie Irving for Isaiah Thomas. So Phoenix, they should be looking and going, <laughs> oh my God, we could have had, Ky- yeah. had Kyrie for this dude. Uh, they, they've been trying to trade Tyson Chandler for three years, and they've got nothing. They tried to trade Greg Monroe all season. They got nothing. They just cut him. They uh, pissed off Eric Bledsoe so much by shutting him down last year that he asked out of town and effectively got like a second rounder, I think. Did they get a first rounder from Milwaukee in that one? But either I think way, they did. But that's you know, it's not going to be much of a first rounder. No, from a playoff team in, in Milwaukee. So uh, beyond just the they haven't made wise personnel decisions, they haven't developed talent either. The whole team has just been give it to Booker and get out of the way. So Alex Len has never made any steps forward. Yeah, that guy sucks. Um, TJ Warren. Dragon Bender sucks. Dragon Bender's made no progress. TJ Warren is actually not a bad basketball player, but he's, yeah, I like he's made no progress. Uh, yeah. So then I watch. A, I do watch a lot of Phoenix Suns basketball, and Marquise Chris looks lost. But I'm kind of inclined to blame the team. Like nobody knows. Yeah, nobody on that team looks like they know where they're supposed to be. He just seems a little Stromile Swifty to me. <laughs> That's a good. I mean, I just like I don't really know. Or remember that guy Tyrus Thomas? I There's do like remember. a kind oh. of a set of these guys. These super athletic. I love Tyrus Thomas. I always thought like never know where they are supposed to be on the court. I yeah. thought Tyrus Thomas was going to be good, but he I did was too. not. Yeah, he was a bit of a letdown, and and that may turn out to be the case with Chris. But if you can get him for pennies, I think yeah. you you sort of Listen, do. I the... already put that Tyler Ennis trade on. <laughs> Come on, come on, Ryan McDonough. You heard it here. We're giving yeah, you look. the Tyler, the chin strap. He started. Ennis. He started some games. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like had it. Five Tyler Ennis at the game, and I realized like, it. why. Like for what he literally played like thirty seconds. You but, can't pull you your know. you can't pull your hand back when Tyler. No, I know that's it. what that would have been even douchier. That but I felt a... weird being like, "Great, good game, good game, Tyler." <laughs> My best high five was to Mark Madsen. By the way. <laughs> As it should, I be. went mad dog, root root, and then he came up. He came in. I I imagine he high fives really hard. Uh, Brooke Lopez was the hardest high fiver. Oh, he was pumped to be playing minutes again. Yeah, he's good. He might be one of those guys who needs to play twenty five minutes to be effective. It's like you should either play him over twenty five minutes or like not at all. Yeah. Well, we saw what happened with the in between. He got so mad yeah. that he walked into the tunnel to scream at himself for a while. And then yep. they decided to play him, and the team has, amazingly, looked better. 
He's he's providing yep. something again. He's making shots. He's spreading the floor. He's protecting the rim. We've seen less Larry Nance, uh, which, you know, but yeah. if you're getting the hustle stuff out of Josh Hart, then he sort of becomes, uh, I don't want to well, say unnecessary, well, but. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the it's the curse of drafting really well, which is that eventually, like I was saying to our friends last night, it's like we have hit on, I mean, look, I don't know what, where the front office and the scouting department, where they differ, but. I mean, our scouting par- department has basically hit a home run for the last three three seasons. I mean, uh, D'Angelo, who who knows? Um, and that's not really our problem anymore. But Randall's good. Clarkson is a second rounder. I mean, that's just a steal. Like yeah, whether or not you true. think he's overpaid now, which I don't really think. I think he's probably about accurately paid, but. You know, that's still a second-round pick who's, like, a legitimate rotation player. Nance is good. Kuzma, I mean, did we have the best draft in uh, recent history? <laughs> if I'll tell you what. If Lonzo pans out, yeah. Because you're yeah. talking about Josh Hart and Kyle Kuzma, effectively your, the picks that are throwaways for a lot of teams. And these guys could end up being key rotation players. I mean, Kyle Kuzma yep. could grow into... An NBA star. Those are star at very at the very worst today. Like the floor of those three players is those are three NBA starters. Yeah, and the ceiling the ceiling for Kuzma and Ball probably feels a little higher. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yes. Josh Hart like turns himself into a much more efficient scorer. I mean, and I know he's been shooting pretty well from the outside so far this year, but. Uh, but he yeah, has you have two potential all-stars, and but three starters for sure which today. Which is pretty amazing. And other teams are recognizing it now, too, which is kind of cool. Uh, Laker haters, even. You know, our boy Sonny Gill yeah. uh, and people across the Twitterverse are kind of like, you know, damn you, Lakers, for having Kyle Kuzma. There was a Brooklyn Nets fan uh, friend of mine on, on Twitter who was like, you know, you guys are going to go try to get Marquise Chris and turn him into a superstar. You've already got Kyle Kuzma. Give someone else the next like long shot hit. So the world right. knows the world is aware of it. And that's kind of cool. I like that makes us feel more like the Lakers again, where people are, are jealous of something, even if it's not like a hyper winning record. That's right. And I, I think that's why I'm happy with the direction that this is going or not going, who knows, but the fact that like we can get excited about the guys we do have. I mean, I think there's always going to be the grass is always greener. And obviously you want to, you know, if a situation comes up that we've got to jump at, let's jump at it. You know, if Paul George becomes available, let's not be precious about it, but man, that'd be amazing. I, I have oh, to admit, I kind of I still for- think it's possible. I kind of forgot how good Paul George was. Oh, he's so good. He's really good. He, um, you, I, I'm not going to go full hot take on a Lakers pod, but he, to me, looks better than Russell Westbrook lately, which is probably inaccurate, but just the things that he can do on both sides of the ball are... His defense is unbelievable. So good. I think he's he should win Defensive Player of the Year. He, he's got to be in that conversation. Is he leading the league in steals? I think he might be. I think so, but just like looking at it, I mean, just eye test wise... Yeah, he's a beast. He's, he's always in the right place. He always, he always One thing I really like about him that's very different than Russell is he just he plays within himself there's like a calm to the way he plays yeah so 
I'm you know, sometimes they can make he can fade nice. into the background a little bit. But we'll, we'll we'll still we'll still take you over here, Paul. We're, we're oh yeah, I dude, I have a, I have the hottest take. I have such a hot take that I it actually didn't even survive like going through my brain once, but I legitimately had it. So I think maybe it's worth worth sharing. Wait, do you have it right now? Well, I had it earlier today, and I was like, it's such a hot take that maybe I don't even want to say it because it's embarrassing, but I don't really believe it. But anyway, here's the hot take. All right. Do we even want LeBron? <laughs> now, I know that the answer yeah. to that question is yes. We'll we take do. him. We'll, we'll, we'll graciously we'll accept his services. But let me just, let me just, let me just source the, the hot take. Yeah, that one's before that we, one is before cooking. we dismiss it. You got that one on the burner, don't you? And I know it's ridiculous, but let me just walk you through my logic for about five seconds. Okay. He is currently not trying at all to play defense at all. He's really not trying. That team, even when they were good, is such a drama infested place, and it's hard to absolve him from responsibility for that he's 33 he's played the most minutes of any 33 year old in history um and obviously if you're going to get him you're going to pay him whatever ungodly amount you can pay him i think you just do obviously it. we want him i but... think you do it and you just eat the last the end of that contract right just that it's the Kobe route again, right? Where you're just like, you know what? We're going to have to pay this guy $40 But that didn't really or... work out. Mm. And I'm say, I, I do think that he has a higher likelihood of perhaps being a diva who's not what he once was towards the end of that contract than being either really awesome or really easy. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyway, that's, that's, that's that is my a, steaming hot take. That is... <laughs> That is steaming, isn't it? And now, it? and Trist, don't, don't at me, because trust me, I know that the answer to it is, of course, yes, you do want him. Okay, let me let me rephrase the question. Okay. Would you rather have LeBron or Paul George? LeBron. I would rather have Paul George. And mm. that is that is a warm take, but that's my actual belief. Okay, so what about, what if we said, would you rather have LeBron or Paul George in 2019 versus 2022? Then I think I might be leaning onto the Paul George side of the fence, but like... Right now, LeBron is still a better basketball player than Paul George. Right, but I'm I'm saying like if you sign them for three years, I think I'm going LeBron still. Okay, that's fair. He's a machine. He is a machine, but I just oh, I man, hate the way machine. that team is playing. I hate the way he's playing. Oh, they're a disaster. Uh, but anyway, which is sweet. I'm, I'm sure he'll he's he'll leaving. make me regret ever even having this thought. So. Yeah, he's going to leave Cleveland and he's going to go bonkers someplace. Uh, one of the yeah. other things on my list is Brooke Lopez, who we touched on just for a minute, and you mentioned either like not playing or playing a ton. Uh, I like angry Brooke Lopez. Where was this guy like a month and a half ago? Yeah, I I, I think he just was trying to wrap his head around what what's happening to him. Yeah. <laughs> Because this is just a very different situation. He's been the go-to guy on a team forever. But yeah, I I agree. I also like his defense has been much better. He like yeah, he's he trying some shots. He's moving again. He's actually like chasing. He's, he's chasing right things. Now. It was a video tribute in Brooklyn that woke him up. 
that helps. I know every time I see my video tribute, it gets me very excited <laughs> for the next day. Well, I'm just, I'm excited. Uh, well, what, what are your thoughts on him? Uh, I, you, you know, I've been sort of a Brook apologist all season long. There were, there were stretches where he really wasn't giving his all defensively. But I do think that what you said is right. I feel like he was just so irritated with this kooky rotations and the fact that they never let him play a meaningful minute that he was just like, what am I even doing out here? I'm going to, I got I got 17 yeah. minutes to get all my shots up, and then it's just ride the pine for a while. And now, now that he's not concerned about getting his 11 shots in, he can actually focus on, you know, shooting within the offense, playing some defense, having an impact on the ball game. It's pretty remarkable what having just a couple meaningful minutes can do to a guy. And it was, I mean, the Brooklyn game obviously helped, but I think it was actually the next one, and then really the Oklahoma City game the win on the road that truly woke him up. Cause it was like, look, we want you in here. This is a tight ball game against a good team. We want to make an impression. We want this like signature win for the young guys. Go lead them. Go, go beat with Steven Adams out there. And, uh, and that was good. That was good for his confidence. These guys, like you said, these guys are human. They want to feel valued. And he yeah. felt, he felt like he wasn't being valued and the trade chips felt like they weren't being valued. And, uh, yeah, finally they're playing chess in the front office, and <laughs> amazingly, the team is responding nicely. I like it. I like it all. Yeah, and I, I think it's also, it's like, I do think Luke's rotations are still weird. It's like, I don't know that to be giving him credit for finally not playing Tyler Ennis, but it does feel like finally this is the right team. Yeah. Like, finally this is the correct guys playing the correct minutes. I don't know exactly what happens when Lonzo comes back, because... Part of me really wants to just have Lonzo and Josh Hart be the the backcourt, the backcourt of our future, and just have them get twenty five rebounds maybe combined. We'll, maybe we'll throw KCP into a trade. I mean, dude's on an expiring contract. Somebody's going to want that guy. Does anyone want even expiring deals right now? I just don't really understand. I don't understand enough about the salary cap to understand the trade market, but it basically seems like no one really substantial is going to move like expiring contracts used to be such a hot commodity and now it seems like just no one wants to take any money because they just don't think they're going to beat the warriors yeah is that what's that, happening that is happening but a guy like you i mean you could throw kcp on a team that feels like they're within striking distance i mean hell with josh hart playing as well as he has if you got a matching contract that's also about to run out and maybe the other team throws in like a second rounder Getting anything really is fine, right? You get more minutes to Josh Hart, you you squeeze a pick out of it. You just you don't want to take on long term salary because that blows up the Lakers' plans. But by the way, I didn't even realize it as we went on air. The Lakers' next game is the Thunder again. I know this Thursday, is, right? This is freaking insane! All four matchups happening between January third and tomorrow. Yeah, That's Stevie stupid. Wonder made the schedule. That's so stupid. Yeah, I don't really understand it, but I'm hoping to catch them on a letdown game because they just beat the <laughs> out of the Warriors. <laughs> that was a thumping. The Warriors look like they're about ready to just start the playoffs. Yeah, they're playing golf. <laughs> they're <laughs> totally playing golf right now. Yeah, they are. Um, can, can we talk about one other guy that I feel like this is a thing that happens to him because he's so quiet, but it's like we talk about all these other guys because they're kind of more interesting as storylines, but we forget about Ingram to a certain extent he's because he's just solid. been like... Yeah, quietly solid. So I think yesterday, and it, it was cool to see in person, um, I think that's one of the best games he's ever played. 
I agree. He was so efficient. Every time they needed him to do something, he was right in the right place. He made all of his threes. He made all of his mid-range shots. I think he was like 8 for 10 or something. Something crazy. Uh Dude was six for six at the foul line too. So that that was the thing I wanted to talk about is like if he actually can become a good free throw shooter like that, he goes from averaging kind of that twenty point thing to like being a twenty five point score. I mean, he could be, well, maybe not a twenty five point score, but no, he but could I, be like a twenty two, twenty three point score if he can shoot free throws. Yeah, you. I think the the point you're making and one that I agree with wholeheartedly is that it doesn't just cover the the ground of his missed versus made free throws this year. Like he doesn't just add the one and a half points or whatever it is that he could be getting at the line. He gets to the line more if he feels like he can make them. So it's it's like one and a half this year, plus the extra two free throws he's going to be taking per game next season or whatever it is. So it's really more of like a three point game. Yes. And I think, I mean, not to disparage your boy, Marquise Chris, but, (laughs) <laughs> there was a cool point. Sorry, that he's now officially your favorite player. Um, oh, I called him. Well, a, after their GM called him fat, did you happen to see that? In, that was no. a great one. Ryan McDonough, the, the Suns GM, referred to Marquise Chris as being fat, and that's why he wasn't playing. Cool. So I figure we can call him Marquise Christo after the sandwich. Can we do that? <laughs> the Monte Cristo sandwich? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, sure. So, yeah. So, continue. So my boy, Ingram's, my boy Marquise. <laughs> your boy Marquise Christo. Uh, Crisco, um, Ingram basically got a switch and Chris came out on him and it was just this great moment where you just saw his eyes kind of, well, his eyes don't really light up because he barely has his eyes open. (laughs) They went from like 20% open to 40% open. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I'm sure you remember the dunk, but he basically just immediately blew by Chris in for that huge tomahawk dunk. By the way, better dunk his or Kuzma's? This I like Kuzma because I didn't think Kuzma yeah. was going to get to the rim from his takeoff spot. No, he got that kind of Larry Nance. Like they're all doing a Larry Nance impression. But where, anyway, yeah, where they take Ingram where dunk, they like they get halfway yeah. to the rim and then they get a little higher. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't. I'm sure we're on steroids or something. But um, don't add they, him about that either. Twitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but so just Ingram. just that recognition of Ingram of being like, oh, I'm just gonna like <laughs> this dude up, uh, and that immediately doing it when he got the switch with Marquise Chris. It is the same thing with Randall and Dragon Bender. He every time Dragon Bender guarded him, he was like, oh, I'm just gonna torch this dude. Yeah, uh, uh, and then he would do it, and it was just like, oh, we're like. We're at the point in the superhero movie where we're testing our powers. We're not like superhero <laughs> movie yet, but we're not like origin story, you know, Peter Parker in his room yet either. Yep. We're I, like out and like getting some like low level crooks. Well, that's why, I mean, outside of Jordan Clarkson, the whole team shot the ball well in that game. It was all matchup stuff. Every time they got a positive matchup, they exploited it. It was, uh, yeah. Brooke Lopez, actually, I'm going to go back to him again. There are times where he's out there and he's running the offense. And I, and because he's such a, he emotes more than most of the other guys on the floor. He, there was a point where Brooks saw one of those like puff pastry sons defenders on Julius Randle. And he was screaming for the basketball. Brooke was. And the team didn't want to give it to him. And finally, he was like, I just... You could see he was motioning like, I just want you to give it to me so that I can dump it into Randall. Because I'm seven feet tall. I can see over these pygmies. 
like just <laughs> give it to me. It's going to be so easy. And eventually you just got out of the way so that someone else could do it. But uh, that's that nice team thing where now Brooke is not, he's not just trying to get it to fire it. He's like, this, this dude's going to beat some fool. Get me the ball. I'm going to run this thing. And the team as a whole is exploiting matchups. So they shoot the ball better. The other team has to take it out from a made bucket. So they're in the half court. And the Lakers half court defense is actually not that terrible. It's good. Our just our half court offense kind of sucks. Yes, but but Ingram helps with that and and switches and actually using the using the mismatches when you get now there are some teams in the NBA where you can't there isn't just going to be one guy you can destroy all game long but these these low to mid tier teams they basically do have that guy sometimes more than one of that guy I mean like Phoenix the whole almost the entire team is that guy yep. Tyson Chandler, that guy's moving at, well, that guy's moving at about our speed these days. Uh, I think, though, I, I got to say, I, Tyson Chandler is so good at doing the one Tyson Chandler play, which I was screaming into the void at the game. <laughs> if this guy catches another lob dunk or another offensive rebound dunk, it's just, it's, you know, yeah, we've been go- watching this for now, like, what, 15 years? Yeah. But he, uh, big guys have to know. I wish he, Tyson Chandler needs to go teach a class to other big men on how to create that separation yeah. for the lob dunk. There's a oh, there's a reason so that at it. like Tyson gets him and DeAndre Jordan DeAndre, gets him, yeah. and that's that's like the those are the guys that create that space. There are other big dudes out there that never catch a lob pass. No, it, has Brooke ever has Brooke ever caught a lob pass? I don't think so. No, no. he also doesn't elevate much. <laughs> no, <laughs> he doesn't get off no. the ground. Uh, but there are like big guys that jump that don't catch lob passes like that. It's I true. I don't really understand how and that works. And it's did not you because see, did you sorry, see Giannis jump over Tim Hardaway's head I, on I a did. dunk. I he did. literally jumped over him. Yeah, Tim then later left the ball game. He claimed it was a bruised yeah. shin, but I think we know it was the uh, the bruised ego. Vince Carter osis. I don't know. Wasn't there a syndrome named after that? After Vince teabagged that dude in the Olympics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> David something or another, right? The French guy? What was his name? Yeah, what was his name? Frederick Wise? Ah, Frederick, yeah. Frederick Weiss, that's right. That's exactly right. He came out and he did some funny... He did a dunk contest thing recently where he let someone jump over yeah, him. That's right. Good for him. Good, good for him. Good for Frederick. Um, So, I guess looking forward, I mean, even past this Thunder game, though I'm very... Ex- like, now I'm legitimately excited for... The rest of the season, um, yeah, it's amazing. But I'm ju- I'm just really excited about this team. I'm so optimistic. You know, we have all these guys, and I, once again, I'm not going to like wade into salary cap stuff because I'm stupid. But you know, <laughs> basically, we've got Lonzo, Ingram, Kuzma, Hart, all on like really Nance, all on great contracts for at least a couple more years. Some of those guys, because they're first rounders, like I was seeing that Kuzma and Hart are basically on, and Lonzo are like going to be under contract for what, like four more seasons or something. It's, it's really yeah, it's nice. It's great. I I'd be okay if the Lakers. I mean, they they gotta take one of these the guys that's just not going to fit forever and go try to get something. I don't know what that's. Yeah, but now there's like an abundance of useful pieces. So go. 
There go, is. Go do something with it. You're, we're seeing here that there's like five or six guys in this team that legitimately could just play 30 minutes a night and the team would be good. You don't need to yep. play everybody 20 minutes and play a 14-man bench or whatever it is. It, there are... There are other ways. Okay, so let me ask you this question then before we before we wrap things up. But first of all, I'm kind of terrified of the Thunder game. Uh, and then also I wanted to mention, I think we have like the ninth worst record in the NBA now. I mean, we're way out of the Boston Celtics territory. Hey, baby, that's right. That is that that pick is is stone cold Philadelphia these days. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, Philly. Yeah, we man. want you to have it. This is our gift to you, and that's fine. We're totally cool with that. Please, uh, please take it. So, if any Laker gets traded at the deadline, who would you be the least sad? To see go, and we're not talking you mean about in, Lu- in like the plausible universe. Yeah, besides Lou Aldang or Tyler Ennis, or t- yeah, you Let's, mean of, of like guys who have been rumored to be traded. Yeah, of like the eight or nine guys that actually play. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I wouldn't miss either of. I, I mean, I would miss Brooke at this point, but Caldwell Pope. You know, I think we all know what that deal was when he signed it. So it's not like he's going to be with the team forever. So like either of the expiring guys, even Brooke, it's like, I would understand that because he's not going to be there next year. I think of the guys who have been linked to be traded Clarkson. I'll miss the least though. I like Clarkson. I think he's a valuable piece, but um, to some, ex- to some extent, I, I would like to see him on another team where he can play valuable minute. Like, I think that's a good, you know, he's kind of a poor man's Lou Williams type for yeah. some team. Who, by the way, just signed a three-year, $28 million contract, I think it was. 24. That's, which, that's so low. By the way, I'm like, so I'm looking at that Julius Randle deal, and I'm like, I mean, can we get him for that price? Yeah, is this like a weird market adjustment period now where Timofey... That could help us. You can't be just throwing Timofey big bucks at everybody anymore. Right. Luol Deng will be by far the highest-paid player on our team. Oh, God. But I'm with Which you, by the insane. way. Jordan Clarkson is also my... he He's the Laker I would be least upset to see go. Because even when... And this was like so... This was very Luke Walton-y. That even when Clarkson had those huge games to power the Lakers for a couple of nights, he was like, yeah. Or wait. Yeah, but he's still not playing any defense. <laughs> I tried my, my best ultra-deep Luke Walton voice. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um He's just he's he's kind of a one trick pony, which yeah, there's hot. He's hot. Yeah. yeah. And there just isn't really a spot for that on a young growing team. You need you need ponies that are learning a whole bunch of different tricks. You need a dressage, a dressage unit. That's right. Uh, That's right. He, yeah, he's the one guy who doesn't really have a alternate subset other than just scoring. Yeah. So it was um, nice. I that guess time. Nance, I could kind of wrap my head around at this point, even though I love Nance. Like once again, like Nance or Randall would make me sad. Clarkson yeah. would make me sad too, but yeah, I don't I don't I just wouldn't I mean, miss Clarkson give up that much. something to get something, I guess. But I, honestly, I'm kind of hoping we just stay. I'm hoping we just kind of stand pat, like unless we're going to get Paul George, which we're not going to get. God, I'd right love now. some I'd love some late first rounders, man. Just whip a few just whip some magic up in the next couple of drafts. Well, that's true. We are pretty good at that. So maybe maybe yeah, maybe if if you could trade Clarkson for a late first rounder Sure. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. That's all I got. That was fun, though. Lots of good stuff yeah, that was these great. days. There's so, there's so much to talk about. Dude, hopefully, 11 and uh, 4. 11 and 4. Yeah. 11 and 4. The Lakers. And hopefully, our front office will have turned it around. Hopefully, we have, like, 
Showtime Lakers magic and not uh, Magic Hour talk show <laughs> magic. <laughs> Just by the way, you saw the other fine, right? Yeah, what the hell? I mean, that seems that was like a, a bull fine. But that was a geez. garbage fine. But it's funny. There's a fake magic Twitter account that just tweeted the word whoops after that. <laughs> I thought that was, that was brilliant. Uh, oh, Lakers, man. I would argue the Lakers are like the fourth hottest, third or fourth hottest team in the NBA, which is pretty sweet. I did yeah, not see that not happening. Yeah, that's not so bad. The Raptors, uh, the Jazz, and like the Rockets are probably the teams that I'd say are hotter than the Lakers right now. Right. And there's a there's a thread there. Two of the two of those three teams have the second best records in their conference, and the other one is uh, a team that just got their superstar back in Rudy Gobert. So I, I think it's pretty sweet that the Lakers are playing as well as they have. They were eleven and twenty-seven before this hot streak. Jeez! And you were on your way to going full Joey Fatone. And I know I'm 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 still holding out hope. <laughs> We I'm might. holding out hope. Did I we... told my wife th- th- yesterday about the bet, and she was just like, no. <laughs> no. Sorry, Joanna. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Uh, well, that's awesome. We're, we're, uh, do we, we still haven't figured out what Eric has to do, huh? He's gone this no, week. No, because it hasn't anything. been relevant yet, but we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. All right. Well, Eli, welcome back. It's good to have you. Thank you, Dan. It's great to be back. It's great to be back with our Lakers. It's great to have finally someone playing check chess in there. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't even playing checkers before. That was like No, they were playing like battleship poorly. <laughs> yeah, we both went to Candyland. Uh yeah. he is Eli Bauman at Eli Bauman on Twitter. I am at Dan Bespris in the same location. Follow us on uh at Hoopball Lakers, the burgeoning Lakers coverage here at hoop-ball.com. Uh, we'll talk to you later on this week. Lakers Thunder. That's the next one again. I think every time we do a pod, that's the next one. But fear not, you can only <laughs> play a team four times in the regular season. So after that, uh, no more Thunder, just mostly the Dallas Mavericks. So, Excellent. you know, some winnable games. Uh, but they're all winnable these days. Enjoy uh, whatever games we got. We'll talk to you soon. So long, everybody. Peace. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.